What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by taking one small step a day? And not because you're a bad person now, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you want to be. My mission? To help you live your best life. Hello and welcome to How to Be a Better Person with me, Kate Hanley. It's great to have you here. This week on the podcast, we're talking about how to avoid burnout when working from home. Now that we're over a year into the pandemic, you know, the struggle is real. And even though things are getting better here in the U.S. and more businesses are opening, it's often after the worst of the stress has passed that we let down our guard enough to realize that we are exhausted. I wish that I could wave my magic wand and give everyone three months off, paid, to spend in their happy place just to provide some space for recovery and healing from the last year. Since I can't make that happen, these episodes are what I can do with what I've got. I hope you'll find something in here that helps you refill your cup. This episode is airing on a Wednesday, and I usually interview someone on Wednesdays, but that didn't work out this week for a variety of very good reasons. And when I thought about it, I realized I have been working from home since 2005. I have plenty of expertise to share on this topic. Today's big idea is that one of the biggest problems of working from home and the piece that plays the biggest role in work from home burnout is that it's very easy to feel like you should be working all the time. I mean, I believe in work-life integration. Believe me, I do. But that doesn't mean that work should become your whole life. And the way you prevent that from happening when your office and your home are the same place is to decide when you'll work and when you won't. It's a nice idea, right? Well, here's how you make it real. In the morning or in the afternoon or evening before your workday, look at your calendar and look at your to-do list and decide when you're going to work on what, as well as when you're not going to work. And then either write down or use your calendar to create a schedule for yourself. For example, let's say you have a dentist appointment in the afternoon. And you have one project for one client and another project for another client that are both due at the end of the week. You also want to get out for a walk and you need to call your mom. So you sit down with your planner and, or your notebook or your online calendar and block out the stuff that's got to happen at a certain time first. So in this case, that's the dentist appointment. Then block out time for working on project A and another block of time for project B. You can decide when you'll go for that walk, and maybe you can decide that that's when you'll call your mom too. And then you end up with a schedule that maybe looks like this. At 8 a.m., I'm going to walk and call mom. Then I'm going to work on project A from 9 to 12. I'm going to eat lunch and brush my teeth because I'm going to the dentist from 12 to 12.45. And I'll leave for the dentist at 12.45 and be back by 2.15. 2.30 to 5, I'm working on project B, and at 5, I'm done. A friend turned me on to the daily planning templates at ProductiveFlourishing.com. That's ProductiveFlourishing.com. They are not sponsors. I am not getting paid. I just like these planners (laughs) that I have been loving because it has a blank daily schedule as well as a spot to list your projects, your tasks, your scheduled events, and your notes for that day. So plotting out my day first thing in the morning or even the night before makes me a lot more relaxed during the workday because I know what I'm supposed to be doing when. It doesn't mean I'm always doing those things when I said I would, 
But now I have a very clear idea of what's not going to get done if I veer off script and, you know, fritter away a couple of hours in the morning. And that can be very motivating. I also just find it super helpful to just visually be able to look at the day and get an idea of how it's going to go. And it just helps me stay on task so much. Figuring out when you're working and when you're not helps in a few ways. It prevents you from falling into that, what should I be doing now? It's kind of sense of dread, you know? (laughs) You look at the clock and you look at your schedule that you created and you know what you're supposed to be doing. You never have to wonder. It also keeps you from feeling like you should be working on everything at once, which isn't possible anyway, I know. But tell that to your ego, which will make you feel bad for everything undone if you let it. It also clearly delineates when you are not working. This is time that you've got to protect with all you've got. Now, here are three things that make it easier to really relax during those not working times. Number one is shut the computer off. (laughs) If it's sitting there open, you will not be able to help yourself. You're going to want to pop into your inbox or onto your Twitter feed or wherever you go and just see what's happened since you last checked. And that is not helpful for maintaining a boundary between work and not work. And then if you can, give yourself some kind of visual reminder that it's not time to work. I have a friend who works from home in a studio apartment in New York City. There's no shutting the door to her office, so she throws a sheet over her desk when she's done working in the evening. Out of sight, at least partly out of mind. It's kind of like putting a cover over a birdcage cues the bird that it's time to go to sleep, no matter what time of day it actually is. You could also put a sticky note on your computer that says closed. (laughs) In order to prevent and heal from burnout, you need time to just be and not feel that nagging guilt that you should be getting something done. So give yourself all the reminders you need to just chill. I'm not saying you need to observe a standard nine to five work routine, unless of course your particular job requires it. And even then you can fudge it a little bit. If you have to do family or life stuff during the day, but still need to get some work done, you can absolutely work in the early morning or in the evening. Just decide when that time is going to be and how long it's going to last beforehand. If you know you have a dentist appointment that afternoon, for example, and you need to work that night because you didn't finish Project B, or you didn't finish the milestone on Project B that you wanted to hit, decide that you will work from 7 to 9, but then stick to that. And just a final note, if you don't finish the thing during your scheduled time to work on it, that is okay. There's always tomorrow to get more done if you don't finish in your decided upon block of time. I mean, if you can finish in 15 or 20 more minutes, go ahead, break your schedule just so you can get that feeling of completion. But otherwise, let it ride until your next scheduled work session. Everyone I've talked to has reported taking longer to complete things than they ever have before during the pandemic. With all the uncertainty and the stress and the fear, our brains are tired, perhaps even close to the point of burning out. Things take longer. It's not a failing, it's a fact. A key way to keep burnout at bay is to be okay with things not being finished yet. Your tiny assignment is to make a schedule for your next work from home day. Remember, look at your to-do list, look at your schedule, and figure out when you'll do what, as well as when you won't be working. 
this is how you keep the work that you do from home from completely overtaking your life that you live there too. And come back tomorrow when I'm covering how to enliven your workday so that it feels less like drudgery. Thanks for listening to How to Be a Better Person. Our theme song is Left for Deadish by Junior85. The podcast is mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past seven episodes, a sneak peek of the week ahead, and one well-chosen meme to your inbox every Saturday morning. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com. Tweet me at Kate Han, K-A-T-E-H-A-N, or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 